Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my video about what sunsetting won't do. Uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com if you want to be part of these live. If you want to listen to the entire episode just as a podcast, you can look up SNTR Presents on all the podcast platforms. We've seen a really jump, a big jump in audio listeners. Thank you for doing that. And those of you that watch on YouTube, thank you for hitting like, share, and subscribe. I appreciate all that support. So why am I making this video? What, what, what sunsetting won't do? I, in, in more reading that I've done on Reddit and talking to the, you know, talking to the chat every day and interacting on Twitter, I'm seeing a growing theme in sort of an undercurrent of expectations that I, I don't think will be met. And then people will sort of use that as an indictment of sunsetting. Okay. And I'm going to walk through what's the real purpose of sunsetting. I do think that's getting lost and overstated. I think a lot of people that argue against sunsetting overstate or state the purposes of sunsetting in a way that's not accurate to what Bungie's attempting to do. Then I want to talk about the role of the general loot pool, the general loot pool that we already have information about, like what's going to be the point of the general loot pool, and then why all at once? I'm going to end the video again drawing attention to why are they sunsetting so much gear at once? What could that possibly mean? So first, let's just really establish what's the purpose of sunsetting. It is basically, I think that real purpose is getting lost in the rubble of debate. Like everyone's debating, everybody's arguing and fighting, and the real purpose is getting lost in that shuffle. And I'm concerned people are gonna land in September and be like, what is this? This is not what we were promised, and Bungie never promised a lot of the things that people are saying. Pinnacle weapons that we've gotten up to now, I believe are a glimpse at what a powerful standout weapon will be, whether it's Delirium, the Wendigo, Loaded Question, uh, Recluse, Revoker, Mountaintop. These are a glimpse at what standout, unique, best-in-class weapons will look like. Now, what that then means is there will be common guns and common perks. So what I'm envisioning happening is we're going to land on September. We're going to be an hour into the new content. Someone's going to get a gun from the general loot pool. It's going to have like Rampage Outlaw or some basic perks. And they're going to be like, see, sunsetting sucks. We're getting the same type of weapons. We're getting the same boring stuff that we've always gotten. Bungie promised us a bunch of awesome, powerful stuff. That is not what they've promised us. They have promised us endgame aspirational top hierarchy gear. Okay, they've not promised you that every gun that drops in the game will have new perks, better perks, more powerful standout perks. That is not a promise that they have made. That is not the purpose of sunsetting. And so I really do feel like people are sandbagging complaint. They're setting expectations in the stratosphere. They're going to get one or two guns in September and they're going to say, see, this is exactly what I was worried about. We're not even getting new guns. We're not getting new perks. We're not getting new anything. This is a total waste. Sunsetting is a scam. Okay. I can, I continue to think that people are going to do that. They're going to use that as an indictment of sunsetting when that was never, that was never the goal of sunsetting. Okay. The gut, the goal of sunsetting was never to say every gun that you get, every layer of like echelon loot that you get is going to be amazing. It was all, this is designed for the upper echelons of gear. This is designed for higher, you know, a better hierarchy of gear. Okay. So let me talk about the general loot pool. 
we already have information about how the general loot pool is going to function. It is essentially going to be just 30 random weapons that they kind of rotate and they always give you like a new, you know, they're, they're keeping things relevant. They don't want you getting guns that have been previously sunset and they're going to be kind of rotating through that loot pool. I think this is where a lot of the basic guns and perks will exist. If you're a new light player, if you're a more casual player, if you hang out in the public space in the strikes, this is primarily the type of weapons that you're going to be getting. This is of this is a necessity, okay? The only way, the only way you're going to have truly standout loot is if there's basic loot beneath it, okay? If everything is standout, if everything is amazing, if everything is super powerful, that's actually contrary to what they're trying to do, okay? The the middle of the pack weapons, the basic weapons, the the, the common weapons have to exist in order for loot from like adept trials or loot from a raid or a dungeon, in order for that loot to stand out, you need a common loot pool. Without a common loot pool, a hierarchy of gear, standout pinnacle stuff, literally can't exist. If everything is super powerful and pinnacle, you're going to run into the same problem that we have now, where guns you can get on patrol, guns you can get from token slamming, would then be equal to raid weapons and trials weapons. So you need to anticipate if loot's dropping in the world, or if you're token slamming for loot, it's not going to be that standout or amazing. It's going to fall basically in line with most of what we've got. Now, somebody might respond to that and be like, well, then what's the point of sunsetting? Why take it away from me? You have to understand where that type of loot comes from are environments that sunsetting doesn't apply. So if you're grinding strikes, token slamming, or doing public public events, any of the loot you get in those environments, those environments aren't having any sunsetting. So it's completely logical and harmonious. The upper echelons, the aspirational environments, adept weapons and trials, dungeons, raids, grandmaster nightfalls, these are the areas where sunsetting takes place, and that's why that will be the primary source of new standout loot. You're not going to get new standouts super powerful loot in the public space or a strike because those are the environments where sunsetting basically doesn't apply. Again, it's logical, all right? So the world loot in Gram is going to be a constant rotation of your basic mid lane gear. And if you if you get some of that in the first week and you run to the forums to be like, see, Bungie lied to us. Here's a basic weapon. Again, that's not something sunsetting is setting out to do to make every common drop exciting and mind blowing with new perks and new power. Okay. Now, why all at once? If you watch my Destiny 3 video about this, uh, my Destiny 3 video about this essentially said that they're doing so much sunsetting at once, they're going to have to fill in all those gaps. They're not they're not trickling out sunsetting. They could have sunset year one in September and then year two in the winter, and then they could have done, you know, shadow keep in the spring, and they're not. They're coming at, they're coming at the loot system pretty, pretty hard, and I think that's because they're, they're going to fill those gaps. The more we get cracks in the surface and the more leaks come out and the more the more rumors come out, it really does feel like they're going to continue uh, to be sort of cryptic for the next week. But then when we really, really start to lean in and see what we're getting in September, they start announcing it, they start talking about it. That's when I think people are going to say, okay, I see what you're doing. This is like a whole game refresh. This is pretty exciting. This is what we want to see. 
I think they're creating massive vacancies and they're doing that because they're dropping something that will fill those vacancies. Because a lot of people, there's that image floating around of here's everything that'll be infusible. And obviously the first thing you do, like your eyebrows go up, you're like, oh my gosh, there are so many vacancies. There's so many archetypes missing. This is one of the reasons that I argued for uh, elemental primaries recently. I said, listen, elemental primaries would be so, so good. It would give people a reason to not worry about archetypal vacancies. You could grind for multiple versions of a weapon to make sure you have all three elements. And I think that'd be a really, really good way to fill those gaps. Um, ultimately, sunsetting is for the tip of the loot pyramid, not the whole pyramid. So if you primarily focus on the, the, the base level of the game, think of the game as a pyramid. There's the base level entry. There's the public space. There's lost sectors. There's adventures. There's strikes. Okay, that's the base. That's where everybody goes. Then you go up a little bit. Now you're going up into some of the nightfalls. Maybe you're going into the harder nightfalls. Maybe you're dipping into a raid. Maybe you're playing trials. Maybe you're playing Iron Banner or, or you're doing a Grandmaster Nightfall. Maybe you're running a dungeon. Those are the environments where you're going to start to see things change and you're going to start to see things get an uptick in perks or uniqueness. All right. Somebody asked me today in Q&A, what do you think these pinnacle standout weapons, these, these best in class weapons, what should they have? And I essentially said, there's two categories they need to try to check. All right. Check the box of it does something that no, nothing else does. Like it has a unique perk, like the loaded question or the delirium or the Wendigo. It has something that you can't really find anywhere else. I know the Wendigo does blinding and there's some other like single fire grenade launchers that do blinding, but they, they do something that other weapons don't. The other box that we want to see checked is they do something better than what other weapons attempt to do. And that's where Wendigo, I think, kind of checks two boxes. It does better damage than what other grenade launchers do if you get, like, the orbs and you get the buffed grenade shots. And it also does something that all the other grenade launchers in the heavy slot don't do. It, it, does, it does the blinding, which is super effective. Now, there might be... I don't know if there's any blinding heavy grenade launchers, but again, the point is, that's kind of the lane that I want to see them go with this. They need to go down that lane of it can do something better than other weapons in its category, or it can do something other weapons can't. This is why I consistently reference the Wrath of the Machine weapons, because they had unique synergistic perks, even though they weren't best in class. I would want to go a step further than that so keep in mind sunsetting will not make all your base level common loot amazing mind-blowing with new perks that that you're still going to get basic weapons you're still going to have weapons with perks that we have now they're focusing on the aspirational content and the tip of the pyramid that's what sunsetting is for so if you're disappointed in september because you get like a gun with a roll that's familiar that's not the goal of sunsetting that's going to be a common thing you're still going to see in the game if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live at sayinotorage.com and as always if you're here now click follow and stick around or if you're elsewhere please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that comes with the video about what sunsetting will not do. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com or you can go to twitch.tv slash saynotorage. If you want to listen to these as entire audio podcast formats, you can look up SNTR Presents on any podcast platform. And those of you that are on YouTube... 
Thank you for the likes, the shares, and the comments. I'm going to continue uh, to structure the content in this way. We do the Q&A first. I think it's really helping. We did our best today to kind of filter questions, but we do have so many people here that are newer, and we are getting a lot of those very, very generic, broad questions. We're doing our best to remove those. Also, those of you that submit those questions, if your question gets submitted it's and, and skipped or whatever, it's not because we're angry or anything. We just want the Q&A to, to, to run smooth and super broad yes or no questions like do you think Bungie will pull this off or do this thing those generally don't work and we've been removing those and that's one of the reasons we do Q&A first it gives us a better opportunity to filter uh, we were doing the talks first and then the and then the log with the backlog of questions would get too big to adequately filter so meme nation will seasonal not yearly power bumps leave some weapons under the power level of seasonal non-pinnacle activities this is a concern that many people have voiced and I think people need to remember that when Bungie raises the level of those environments they raise all of the level of your gear now I don't know if they're going to do that annually but when Shadowkeep rolled around everything got bumped to 750 your gear strikes all of it so if for whatever reason in the new threshold or whatever Bungie's doing they feel the need to raise that floor you will not have to worry about like I can't even run strikes with my gear anymore or I can't even run you know the public space I think unfortunately they made bad decisions with season of the worthy and it made people more gun shy about sunsetting because the public event activity was set at 980 and then the final bosses show up and they're like a thousand so I think a bunch of people got really gun shy they're like well but this season they did that this season they did bump the level of the encounters like what on earth like what if they do that is all my stuff not going to be able uh, to be used or something like that. I think that's a valid concern in light of this season, but I think historically speaking, we have a bigger picture we can really rely on, and we need to remember that when Luke Smith initiated the conversation about this in his director's cut, he made it very clear. This is about endgame viability. That is not the endgame. They are not going to basically allow the endgame to spread like a fungus to where everything is the endgame. They're simply not going to do that, and I know people are like, but Bungie hasn't said that. Well, they don't need to. Again, the pattern is set. They're not creating uh, you know an eternal end game where you're always in the end game whether it's a strike or a public space so they've made it very very clear that power enabled areas areas where power is important end game challenging content is where this is intended to affect I don't think the seasonal activities or the strikes or the public spaces are going to get bumped and then end up screwing everybody's loot I don't think they're going to do that um In September, how can Bungie incentivize players to do older raids knowing that all the loot from them will be already sunset except Lashwish or Garden? I don't necessarily think this is a problem. I don't necessarily think that Bungie needs to always go back and make those raids relevant. I would argue they're not even all that relevant right now. Leviathan has static rolled weapons that can't take a mod. Um, the loot isn't even that standout. I mean, I, I think the big picture here to remember is from the launch of D2 to now none of the raid gear has been that impressive there's been a few there's been a few good weapons a few nice weapons and then there's obviously the exotics but i would argue going back to that content and trying to revitalize it in a variety of ways whether it's random rolls or something else i think would be better than being like get like rather than getting upset that like oh the stuff sunset i would say yeah it's time to revitalize that stuff it's time to give us a reason to go back in there now they may be holding all the raids in their hat for like an age of triumph style thing but i still don't think this is a front burner issue with sunsetting
Next question. Uh, Dumestos. I'm getting used to the thought of sunsetting. The question is, do you think that sunsetting will make exotics more impactful toward gear management and more valuable since it keeps power level through the seasons? Well, I I actually think exotics are a whole nother subject. Number one, they can't do the champion mods. Uh, number two, it's really, really difficult to justify using a primary exotic in PvE because the you know heavy exotics and the, the uh, secondary exotics are so much better. So in, at, a, at a ground level, I don't know how much sunsetting is going to do to that. It, obviously, you're going to have competing heavies and secondaries. Like People are going to continue using things like Risk Runner or Cold Heart or Divinity or Anarchy or 1K Voices. It's hard to unseat those things. Even Ariana's Vow is becoming pretty common in endgame builds for Grandmaster and stuff. So I would just continue to show people that the purpose... Uh, the purpose of sunsetting is not really to do anything to exotics. It's not to do anything to other loot pools. The purpose of sunsetting is to enable Bungie to make best-in-class standout gear that doesn't cause power creep for future content because it eventually gets sunset. Like, that's the purpose of sunsetting. So I haven't done the video yet, but my video basically centers on the idea that, like, sunsetting won't do this thing it's not going to give it's not going to make every gun and perk amazing it's not going to do a bunch of stuff to exotics it's not going to do a bunch of stuff to our loadouts it's mainly so bungie can actually create a hierarchy of gear which they haven't been able to do when they did create a hierarchy of gear pinnacle weapons it became a problem because how are you going to unseat them without retiring them and this is why I made my pinnacle weapons are a problem video literally two weeks before they announced no longer doing pinnacles I indicated that they were a problem and needed to stop making them. The Rageous Roundtable thought it was crazy. They're like, they're not going to do that. These are these are foundational seasonal grinds. And they ended up getting rid of them. And that's exactly why. Like, they created a new hierarchy of loot, and that became a significant problem. Kane, uh, three, uh, three, five, seven. The conversation always seems to tend toward veteran players, which is fine, but how do you feel like sunsetting will impact newer players? It really depends on what type of player they turn into. So a new player isn't going to pay any attention to this. They're just going to be getting loot and using it. If they become a more hardcore, more endgame-minded player, that is when they'll become more in tune to the fact that, oh, it's been 12 months, I can't infuse this any longer, it's time to get something new. I would think if they played for literally an entire year that they're you know, in tune and adept enough to understand what's going on. I don't think you're going to see a new player play for 12 months, suddenly hit the impact wall of sunsetting and be like, well, what is this? I am very confused and bewildered after literally an entire year of playing. So your question's good, but really the question is, what type of player do they become? If they're a new player and they just kind of stay casual, then this isn't really going to affect them. If they just like hanging out in the public space, if they just like hanging out in strikes, these are the types of things that I think people will, you know, just glide over and not pay any attention to. Like, do you think the champion mods, do you think the the drop rates of Nightfalls are something that a casual player's in tune with? No, they don't go there. So you, if you talk above their hemisphere, they're just never really going to know what you're talking about. They don't engage with that content. And I do think new players that get you know go through acquisition and grind and sort of become endgame minded 
I can't imagine they'd be confused. I think they would be, I would hope, okay with it. Be like, oh, it's time for something new. They don't have this idea of eternal viability that so many veteran players have. Um, I'm a, as a, as a new free-to-play player, there's zero way I have care for months. To grind to improve armor is nuts right now. I'd be lucky to finish two to three pieces before they sunset, so why bother? But again, if you're not going into the end game or playing enough to masterwork your armor, you're not going into the places where the stuff will get sunset. Do you see? Listen, if you're if you're hardcore grinding end game content, you should be getting currency to masterwork your stuff. If you don't have the currency to masterwork your stuff, you're not going into the end game, and the end game is the only place where sunsetting is going to take place. Like the hemisphere that you hang out in might not really be affected oh you were agreeing with me okay fine okay i was like i was misunderstanding your point now i got taken to task on my youtube i had people say i'm a committed player i play a lot and i cannot masterwork anything and then you're you're basically acting like people should have plenty of currency with respect to the more casual player who doesn't have the currency to masterwork their armor, but they would like to. Like, with respect, they've made it pretty accessible. A thousand level nightfalls are... They're not challenging. Like, getting to a thousand and running a thousand level nightfalls is pretty straightforward. I understand there's a lack of matchmaking, okay? I am sensitive to that reality. But again, for five years... They've made it very clear that the end game aspirational environments are not match made. Raids in D1, nightfalls in D1, raids and nightfalls and dungeons and trials. Like, if your expectation is that you should be able to be a solo player and go after the most difficult, most aspirational stuff, I I feel like that expectation is a little unreasonable. Do they need to do something to try to help you out a little bit? I'd be open to hearing ideas. I'm not like anti-masterworking currency for casuals. I'm not anti-casual. If there's anything I'm known for, it's being pro-casual. But I think we need to be careful. If you keep trying to reach up into the endgame aspirational environments and you want to pull those down into the casual land, there's a difficulty there of keeping the game you know, nuanced and balanced. You can really disrupt things. It's like people that want to give you as a casual player a super hardcore grind. Leveling should take forever. Uh, Infusion should be really, really costly. They're trying to shove the hardcore player behavior down into the casual hemisphere, and I'm against that. I am also against you trying to shove the more casual. I'm not I'm not going to f- find a fire team. I'm just going to try to match make. I'm just going to be a more solo, you know, minimum amount of hours a week player. You're trying to shove that player behavior up into the end game and it's like, "Now hang on a minute. Like you got to put in if you want to get out." Like that's kind of the way that the game is built. So from I'm not trying to be dismissive to casuals. I'm just trying to show you that it kind of cuts both ways. You can't make the lower hemispheres very very hardcore and you can't make the upper hemispheres casual. Is there some people that are getting lost in the middle? They're not necessarily casual, they're not necessarily hardcore and they just don't feel like they can reach to get, you know, the resources that they want and they can't masterwork their armor. I'm open to the effect to the idea that there's people kind of stuck in the middle and maybe Bungie could do something to help out with that a little bit but I mean what do you get on the nightfall that's match made what drops let's check that so I know the thousand level you start to get this stuff yeah I mean you can get enhancement cores and enhancement prisms are rare 
at 970. That's match made. I find it hard to believe if you're that committed and you want to masterwork your stuff, why are you not running Hero Nightfalls? I mean, why can't be bothered with doing that? Well, that's the structure they've set up to masterwork your gear. Masterworking your gear is designed around min-maxing, getting the most out, the most possible you can out of your armor, and in order to do that, you need to kind of run the hardcore content. And the main places where you would want to do that is the really, really tough content that you kind of admit you don't go into. So I always feel like people are people are conflating like, oh, I need to masterwork, I need to level all my armor up. Why? You don't need that for strikes. I know it's fun. I, I, I know it's fun to equip different mods and try different builds. So again, I'm open to people that are stuck in this, like I would consider this like limbo between they're not a casual, they're not a hardcore. They're kind of stuck in the middle and they want to do these things. Maybe Bungie could open it up a little bit. But again, you can match make nightfalls and get the currency. Your earn rate would be a little bit slower, but I think there's something logical about that. It, it's You got to go up to get the good stuff. And, you know, the game has been communicating that for five years. Uh, re, uh, Reuse Alfonso. Uh, Alfonso, I'm sorry. Uh, I never played D1, but with Age of Triumph, they took the armor that you already had and they updated it. Is it safe for us to start dismantling weapons and armor that we feel we won't use again? I would just pump the brake, sir. If you're confident you're never going to use the dadgum thing again, then sure. If you're like, well, I'll never use this again, but man, I really like it. Like the Kindled Orchid. Maybe you finally got the really cool Rampage kill clip roll, and it's just kind of a, a trophy for you. I would hang on to your trophies. They Maybe they update something with the collection so you can save that version or something. I would just pump the brakes. Be careful. Don't start ripping through your vault, and then all of a sudden we get on the ground in summer and September, and you're like, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Um, I do think you'll go through a self-pruning when September lands. You'll just be like, I don't need any of this stuff. We did that with armor as soon as Shadowkeep landed. We just self-pruned. We just dismantled all the armor from the previous year because it couldn't do armor 2.0. So I think something similar will happen in September. Largo, you've talked about hierarchy of rewards to match the hierarchy of content. In your opinion, what perks or stats would accomplish that? This is tough because, you know, I can throw out a thousand ideas. I'm going to give you principles instead of specific ideas. I think weapons that stand out should do something that other guns can't do or do something that other guns do but do it better, okay? So those are kind of the two boxes. I think one of them needs checked, okay? So Wendigo, it blinds enemies, that's something that a lot of other grenade launchers don't do. There's a handful of like non-heavies that do it. But in general, most of your garden variety grenade launchers, they do not enable you to like blind an entire group of enemies. That's something unique to the Wendigo. The other thing the Wendigo does, it's damaging bosses and it does it a little bit better and in a unique way than other grenade launchers because you get the you pick up the orbs, it buffs the damage and then you're off to the races. So I think the Wendigo checks both boxes, but in a way where the weapon doesn't become ridiculous. And I think that's generally what you want to do with standout weapons. It's either doing something that other guns can't do, or it's doing something that other guns do and it does it a little bit better. And I think that's the goal. I would think that's the goal for standout or pinnacle gear. 
We don't need every gun to be like a god killer. Well, this hand cannon will one-shot a boss. Like, that's not what we want. Like, technically, that's incredibly powerful, but that would be awful. That would not be a good weapon. And I'm really going to talk about that in my video. What is Sunsetting not going to do? Sunsetting is not going to make every gun drop amazing, insane, all the perks are perfect, all the perks are new and fresh. There's still going to be garden variety basic loot. If there's not garden variety basic loot, then standout loot can't stand out, right? Of necessity, you need low tier loot for high tier loot to be truly high tier. Alexander Me. A little off topic, should there be a difference between raid elemental primary, a trials elemental primary, and a patrol elemental primary? I Ignore the elemental part. I think that yes, there should be a difference between flawless trials guns, raid guns, and patrol guns. Currently, there hasn't been a big enough of a difference, and that's primarily what a lot of our frustrations has been have been um, with endgame loot. Is it just it doesn't seem all that distinguishable from the rest of the loot pool? It's, it's also similar, and so samey. There's nothing about it that really makes it stand out or cool. Um. Um. Next question from Forcado. As pro sunset, my main concern is that Bungie doesn't include enough exciting weapons in the game, and pinnacles seem to be off the table. Does that does this mean a bigger focus in better endgame rewards and a normalization of world loot pool weapons? I'm gonna touch on this in the video, but yeah, I do think that one of the concerns people have is how many awesome weapons can they create at the upper echelon? I mean a raid's going to have an entire pool of guns, you know, and trials will as, as well. That doesn't mean that the raid and trials have like 15 to 20 guns each, like every archetype box is checked, but I think there'll be enough weapons in those environments to find one that you like. Now- Alright, the next question from Recot. Uh, do you think it's fair that Bungie is sunsetting weapons like Mountaintop and Recluse and Lunas for how long of a grind it is and how much players work for them? Well, I, this is one of the things that people need to remember. The amount of time that you put into the grind is not really a strong enough reason for them to just completely leave the weapon alone, okay? So, something people need to remember. I think people look at Luna's Not Forgotten Mountaintop Recluse Revoker, and some people even look at the, uh, the Mindbenders, okay? And they're like, dude, I put in so much time. Are you freaking kidding me? Like... I, 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 you can't sunset those weapons, okay? If, if you're never going to allow them to sunset weapons because they, they were, they took a long time to grind or whatever, then that, that means sunsetting can't really happen. Sunsetting as a, as a concept can't happen if you're like, well, if I put in a bunch of time, you can't sunset it. Well, the, that basically means all 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 top end gear is then is then never sunset cuz pretty much all top end gear is going to take a while to get it's going to be a grind it's going to be in a raid it's going to be uh maybe it's going to be a quest maybe it's going to be a pinnacle maybe it's going to be in a dungeon right if that's the case then again like the, the dilemma would be you're allowing certain weapons to pass which completely invalidates sunsetting like sunsetting as it exists is meant to create space at the top of the echelon like and if you're like oh but the top of the echelon stuff takes a long time to get you're corrupting the whole system so yes those weapons need to be sunset like i know it's a bummer but 
Something that we've also talked about is Bungie needs to really, really nail the loot generosity and the loot intentionality so that you don't literally spend five months trying to get the mind benders that you want. Right? Like the mind benders took too long to get for people. And so I understand people's hesitancy to be like, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to spend that time, you know? And I think that's going to cause a lot of folks um, issues. The twitchdowndetector.com. Paris, I mean, can you tell me what you found there? Um, oh, yeah, there's all kind of problems with Twitch. Yeah, it's not me. It's not me. It, it, it has nothing to do with my internet. Twitch is having all kind of issues. So thankfully, it's not my home internet. My home internet's fine. All tests are strong. This is on Twitch's end. So I apologize to everybody having to deal with the buffering and the drops. Coldheart with the next question. With sunsetting on the horizon, is it wise for Bungie to let year two be a hundred percent free to play since all the gear and activities won't be won't help in the current endgame? Um I don't think these principles are at odds. I think having a free entry point is fine. I also think this is one of the reasons that like Bungie is handling the world loot pool the way that they're handling it. They're making sure that like the world loot pool doesn't like destroy itself, right? It's not just going to destroy itself and be like, oh, none of this stuff's worth using. They're going to constantly rotate relevant gear in the world loot pool. I do think that's primarily for new light players and casuals who just are never really going to hover above it and they're always going to stay in those lower echelons. Um, so I would continue to say that if if you're if you're going to be concerned about like oh new light players oh free to play this is going to affect like the lower echelon players. I just really want to show you that like they're not really going to notice this as we said a little bit ago if a new player if a new player gets goes through player acquisition becomes a fan of the franchise and starts grinding and going into end game then they'll be adept enough to know what the frick is going on and they'll also i think naturally they're not going to care about like the the world loot pool the low level loot right the low-level loot, the world pool, is not going to be the draw and the attention of a hardcore player. So new light players are only going to care if they climb the ladder and say, oh, I'm, I'm going to go for the best of the best. I'm going to go for the end game, the raids, the trials, and stuff like that. So, Pure36. Uh, we know sunsetting won't fix end game loot, but if it allows a stronger perks to the community from here on out, can we expect endgame loot to feel aspirational and having exclusive endgame perks? This is precisely what we've been asking for, so this is what we're hoping happens. I've always pointed to the Wrath of the Machine Guns. They weren't really they weren't really best in class, but I think they were standout. They had unique perks, and I think that's something that a lot of us have been asking for. Double V33. Should weapons that leave their lane only be obtainable in endgame content like raids, trials, grandmaster, nightfalls, and pursuit weapons, or is there room to have some be obtainable in core activities? Well, when I talked about guns leaving their lane, I wasn't talking about pinnacle or aspirational or best in class loot. I was talking about exotics. And I basically said, the only way you're going to get me to use an exotic primary or an exotic secondary is it kind of needs to leave its lane. Divinity would be a good example. Outbreak Perfect, it's kind of a good example, but Divinity's a better example. I run it as a secondary, but I use it on big stout enemies. I use it on, you know, heavy heavy enemies and so it kind of functions as slightly like a heavy and a secondary so if you guys are getting weird sound stuff it just means your 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 quality of the stream went down and you can adjust that and it'll sound better 
uh, Hall. Clan mates think sunsetting will ruin the game and result in weaker weapons and no reason to grind for good loot. What's your response to that? I really do think people that take this route of like, it's going to result in weaker weapons. Why would it result in that? And no reason to grind for good loot. Um, this just sounds like a misunderstanding of what sunsetting is meant to do. It's not meant to put in weaker loot and it's meant to really, really drive aspiration and end game pursuit. Uh, Copper Lion. With sunsetting removing viability in some activities, do you think it's a good time for Bungie to consider giving us a loadout system? This is one of those things that I I know why people want a loadout system, and I and loadout systems always get brought up when people bring up set bonuses. Oh, give us set bonuses for trials, set bonuses for raids, set bonuses for that. I don't think the path forward for Destiny is one where you have like three or four different armor loadouts. Now, is there room for some swapping and some changing? Of course, depending on where you're going, I ran different things and different activities and would move things around. I happen to think that activity-specific mods and giving the mod set bonuses would be a better route to take. And once you get like your armor really set how you like it, you really wouldn't feel this need to be like, I need a loadout. I need, I have like five different armor sets that I use. Um, I, I'm not against it. I just don't know if this is going to land on lots of the community. Even like the upper echelon players, the hardcore players are kind of like, I just swap my mods a couple of, you know, here and there. They're not constantly swapping, you know, armor. So for different PVP builds, it's needed. Maybe it would be more popular and more needed than I'm considering. I just, I don't know. To me, it feels like it gets a little overstated. But I, again, I, I'm open to being wrong about that. Parasito, I understand Bungie has to make room in the meta for more powerful weapons, but how can they ensure the vacuum doesn't change archetype or metas implode? Sandbag tons of basic weapons with a few good ones. Yeah, somebody basically kind of already asked this concern, but they phrase it in a different way. The idea that like only the upper, upper pyramid is, is what's going to matter. That already happens is what I told the last person. That already happens. People already are like gravitating towards certain roles and certain guns and certain archetypes. And that's generally what happens anyway. So I'm not too concerned about this. All of a sudden they're being like, oh, there's only a handful of weapons worth using. Uh, The blue jack. How much intentionality or generosity will Bungie have to give with respect to armor farming to not grind uh, hard against yearly sunsetting? Well, they've said there's a seasonal aspirational pursuit. Okay. There's a seasonal aspirational pursuit, and they're going to let you target farm high stat armor with the redacted engram. Is the redacted engram going to be a standard going forward? I don't know. They haven't said, but at least in my mind, when they say that, they're leaning into lanes that allow you to chase good armor instead of what we do now, which is it's like Iron Banner. <laughs> That's like, yeah, like there's not a lot of good pursuit for high stat armor right now. Freight train. Once sunset, should an item never return? Bungie said a weapon could return, and I think this will lead to weapon hoarding instead of encouraging freedom to move on to new items. This is another one where it's a misunderstanding of of weapons returning. If a weapon returns, it will have new perks. It will sort of be, you know, it'll have a new coat of paint. They're not just going to be like, hey, uh, we sunset the Awestringer, and here it is again with the exact same stuff. Like, I don't don't think that's going to be a thing. Um, you know, Dylan even said, if it comes back, it'll have new perks. Like, 
So if you're going to hoard a weapon, hoping that it comes back and then you can infuse that weapon up, that's probably not a good idea. And, and Dylan made it very clear. DMG made it very, very clear. If you're hoping to see like the core loot pool every season being like lots of returning weapons he's like that's like not going to be a thing that's not going to be the main driver so the odds are i think most returning weapons are going to be static rolled weapons from year one they get reissued with random rolls because there's so many of them i think it's way less likely you're going to see like your Ostringer or your Mindbenders and stuff like that, like weapons that landed, you know, in year two and beyond, Forsaken and beyond, are probably less likely to get the returning, uh, you know, aspect. Nova Hands. In Destiny 1, Bungie sunset weapons with Taken King. The general reception was poor, but ultimately it was probably healthier for the game. Uh, do you believe we can expect the same with D2? Poor reception, but healthy outcome. I don't remember it being that poorly received. Now, I streamed to about, you know, an average of 80 viewers back then, and everybody I talked to liked it. It was like every drop was exciting, every green, every blue. We were kind of back in that honeymoon period with the game. If there were tons of people that were upset about it, I wasn't in tune with that. Now, that could have been primarily, you know, your your Reddits and your forums and your, you know, your people that do what they do now, right? When they're upset, they go. I feel like most people at that time were okay with it. Again, because most people just wanted something new to do. And I don't think the majority of the player base was like clutching their fate bringer and crying, you know, as midnight struck, you know? Um, so... But to your question, you know, poor reception, healthy outcome. The reason I'm making this video is I already know anti-sunsetting people are kind of sandbagging critique. They're just waiting for there to be a couple of guns that are basic. They're going to get their first, you know, Rampage Outlaw drop in September. And they're like, see, sunsetting is completely pointless. Here's a gun that I already had before. They're completely misunderstanding the impetus and the reason for sunsetting. And that they are, and then they are therefore going to basically criticize the wrong thing. Criticizing garden variety weapons isn't going to get you anywhere because that's not why sunsetting was instituted. So, Patman, you said that they should sunset exotics too. I think that's okay, but I'm concerned that they would need to release way more exotics, armor, and guns each season if they do so. I don't know about this. We generally hover around a couple of exotics anyway. Ariana's Vow and Divinity and, and Xenophage probably get the most play right now in PvE. Um, you know, with a handful of others that make appearances like Anarchy and 1K. And then they're around for forever. Um, I think my concern would be different than yours. The exotics they add would really need to have purpose. It would really need to be like, why am I going to be using this? What is what gap is this filling? Because right now, a handful of the exotics they're like that they've given us that are newer. I, I I don't know about you, but I don't I don't touch them. I don't I don't touch the symmetry. Uh, I don't touch the. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the others that they recently launched. Uh, I don't touch Bastion. I don't touch the symmetry. I don't touch. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the others that they literally just did one and it was on the tip of my tongue and now it's it's completely left my head and I forgot about it. Um, yeah, Tommy's matchbook. I don't I don't touch that weapon. Um, so Devil's Ruin. I don't touch that. You know, Fourth Horseman's fun, but I'm not touching that either. I think that would be my primary concern. Air Apparent's pretty fun. Um, 
That would be my primary concern. I am not going to drive the boat for pro exotic sunsetting. I've given examples of where it could have helped so that certain guns didn't need to be nerfed, like the, you know, Sleeper, the Izanagi's, or in Destiny 1, you know, Touch of Malice. Um, my concern would be different than yours. They do add lots of exotics. The difference would be lots of them are just don't feel like they're worth using. I think there's a bigger there's a bigger problem in the exotic lane in that so many of them don't seem worth using. A9 uh, As9 says, what could Bungie's reason for sunsetting uh, so much gear instead of one year at a time be? Um, this is very, very related to my question that I posed in my Destiny to my Destiny 3 theories video. I basically argued that the only reason Bungie would hit the loot pool this hard is if they had some like some big plan in place to really, really fill these gaps. Like to me, they could have slowly sunset year one in September, year two in the winter, and then year three, you know what I mean? Or, or shadow keep in, um, in, in the spring. I actually said I thought that's how they were going to do it. I was like, they'll probably do it, you know, slow. I mean, they're ripping the band-aid off. I mean, they're tearing it off. And again, as I argued in my video, the only times Bungie's hit the loot pool this hard is when they fill it with a bunch of stuff like they did in Taken King. Darksider. With old gear being removed and no longer dropping, and all blue gear being only old gear, how could this affect leveling? I actually am very curious if there's going to be a complete leveling overhaul. Um, Because I feel like they could just delete all whites, greens, and blues from the game, and then purples would just be your garden variety, you know, general world loot pool. That would help you level. And then if, if they're not in the same pool as the blues, then your chances increase of getting them, which helps with, you know, oh, I want to get a particular gun. Well, there's 30 of them. So, um... I don't know. I feel like they could just completely get rid of whites, greens, and blues. Blues are nothing. They're literally just infusion fodder. I feel like they could get rid of them. Uh, they don't serve a purpose anymore. Bungie has really taken the game down a path of like a very different evolution. And I'm just like, I look at blue. I, I mean, like, listen, th- think about this. Whites and greens aren't even in the game anymore. They're not. Now, there may be some random adventures that give you greens. I don't even know if that's a thing. I can't see these adventures because I I think I beat them all on my Titan. There may be a few, like, random adventures that give you green gear, um, but I I don't know. Why are they... they Just delete them, you know? We need bright purples and brighter purples. (laughs) Uh, Fawkeye says, Morning, Lono. Does sunsetting all armor and weapons also mean that collection triumphs and titles won't be left? They haven't said anything about that. Um... Nicolino, what do you believe to be the biggest potential flaw in the sunsetting system down the road? The only, the, the reason I made my elemental primary video, and I was actually, it was actually really, really good. If you, if you watch the most recent Rageous Roundtable, it'll hit, um, it'll hit YouTube and the audio feeds tonight, or you can go watch the VOD on Twitch. Uh, in that episode, nobody really agreed with me about bringing back elemental primaries, like basically saying we don't need kinetics anymore. All primaries should do the same amount of damage and they should all have a random element. And none of them agreed with me. And it was actually like a really good discussion. They brought up some really good points. But the reason I brought that up is I think one of the biggest concerns I and many others have about sunsetting is archetypal vacancies. Is it going to take 10 months 
to be able to, if you just really like running a void hand cannon and you like running a 150, is it going to take nine months for another 150 void hand cannon to drop into the game after yours gets sunset? I think those are valid concerns. I really do. And so that's, I think, one of the bigger ones is how is Bungie going to make sure that doesn't happen? That, again, is one of the other reasons I said they've got to be pretty confident what they're delivering in September if they're going to hit the loop pool this hard. Wexlow TV. How will sunsetting allow for new recluse to exist if they last a whole year? Would it be better if we got pinnacle weapons that only lasted in the end game for the season? Oh, no, this is a terrible suggestion. Listen, people already don't like sunsetting. You're talking about basically making it to where y- you would get a gun, you would get a gun and then almost immediately be like, oh, it's done. You know, it's done. Um, and I just, I don't think that's what you want. I don't think you want the, the here, man, grind for this amazing, awesome raid weapon. You're like, sweet. And then you're like, I can't infuse it two months later. People would not go for that. An entire year is really is really the only way forward. Gittle sticks. Well, uh, will sunsetting allow some perks such as trench barrel to be reverted back to their previous state as long as only shotguns can have trench barrel? I mean, this is one of the perks we've highlighted as um, the the. <sighs> This is one of the perks we've highlighted. We've highlighted uh, Trench Barrel, and we've highlighted the... um, What's the other one? Box Breathing. These are ones that I don't think would break PvP and could be invested in and made pretty dope, and you wouldn't have to worry about, like, what's that going to do? What's that going to do to the game? Like, oh my gosh, you're going to break Crucible, you know? I I don't think those perks would break Crucible, especially... Um, especially trench barrel. I don't think trench barrel is a, or, you know, one, two punch, you know, is another one that could, that could be given some love or uh, other perks like that. The seasonal pursuit weapon seems to be a path for more casual players to get powerful loot. Should those weapons be on par with gear obtained from aspirational activities? I think I got a version of this question a while ago, and I think I ultimately landed on like, I'm okay with them saying, um, this is like a in between. It's it's going to be better than your garden variety world loot, but it's not going to be as good as like trials adept guns or a gun from a raid. I, you know what I'm saying? I think it'll probably land somewhere in between. Menacing mommy. I've been getting mixed information about this. Is there a definitive list of weapons getting sunset? And if so, can you tell me where to find it? I think people have already put that in chat. If you use the viable command, it will show you. Uh, obviously, that viable command. Um, shows you all the guns that you presently have that will be infusible in September. It doesn't include anything that we get in the summer. So there'll be probably roughly 30 weapons or so in the summer that you could grind for that maybe will fill in some of those gaps. But it, it's uh, it's looking pretty it's looking pretty bare. There's a lot of gaps in that picture. Uh, it's insanity. A lot of people have spoken to have sunsetting as cheap way to not have to balance weapons and just flush the weapons out instead. Do you believe this is a valid argument or just a complaint and a a misunderstanding of sunsetting? Well, they're basically creating a reality that doesn't exist yet. Oh, they're just going to wreck the crucible and they're not going to balance anything because they're like, oh, we're just going to sunset stuff. They're they're not going to do that. Somebody anonymously tipped 2,500. Grizzly Bear with 46 months. The Andy Man Can with 4 months. 22 months. 
from Trill is here and Cracked Head. I missed a brand new sub from Crackhead Bibble. I'm so sorry about that. We were, we've been having issues with the connection and I'm super distracted. Um, thank you guys so much. Um, so, n- no, this is not a valid argument. Number one, they're claiming something's going to happen that hasn't happened yet. And number two, Bungie has proven that when they want to make good perks, they can make good perks that don't really land in Crucible, as some of the ones we just outlined. Uh, thank you for gifting us up to DX Raven. One Two Punch, uh, Trench Barrel, Osmosis, um, Vorpal does land in Crucible. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the others. Even the Warmind Cells, you know? Uh, it Loaded Question, the Delirium, the Wendigo, you know, these are all weapons that, that come with cool stuff that they can do when they're strong, and they don't break the Crucible. So, Again, I, I just I feel like people are creating a total false reality. It's like, well, that number one, that's not going to happen. If it does, I'd be I'd be really shocked that Bungie's just going to be like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, we we're wreck we'll wreck the Crucible, no problem. And you know, it we, we all we got to do is lean on sunsetting, right? I'll just lean on sunsetting. It's fine. You know, we we don't have to we don't have to balance anything. That doesn't seem like a um, that doesn't seem like something that's actually going to happen. Loco, on vault space with sunsetting coming into play, I feel like I never have enough room. Um, some of this is self-inflicted, especially if you're like me. If you're like me, you hold on to stuff that you probably could just get rid of. You're like, well, maybe one day, maybe one day, maybe they make scouts better, maybe they make rockets better. You know, maybe maybe if I go into the crucible, um, some of that's self-inflicted. I do think they need to come up with a solution for like if you want to save stuff, you know. If you want to save something, if you want to store, you know, a cherished, um, like a cherished role that you finally got, you know, then that would be, uh, something that you'd probably consider. Uh, Ryan with sunsetting, uh, will Bungie have to find a new pool of blue weapons and armor? I don't know if they're going to do anything with that. We already had a question about blues. JD Gamer. Hey Lono, with there being a small loot pool right now, would you be okay with champion mods being a perk instead of a modifier? Well, my only concern about this is, is that champion mods are already a little bit restrictive. It's like, oh, you can only use them in these places. You can only use them in these environments. And it's like, okay. And then if you make it a perk, now it's like, if you want to have that weapon, you got to grind just so you can like stun it unstoppable. The other problem with this is, champions aren't present enough for this to be like a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like champions aren't present enough. Um, so you have a gun, you know, we have a, you have a gun and all it really has is it can periodically mess with unstoppable. It doesn't feel like a consistent enough combat benefit to turn into a perk like outlaw feeding frenzy, dragonfly, you know, typically perks land on a much, on a much broader spectrum of combat behavior than, you know, anti-champion blue face, uh, replacement weapons, getting sunset. What do you think they will do and what do they need to do in order to keep it fresh but familiar? This is this is too generic. Girk TV. What would a fair level of availability for master working mats to not invalidate the grind make investing armor? Yeah, we already kind of answered this. Um, Outcast get to the sub B. Uh, BT Rock with five months and nine months from Brad. We already addressed this. I, I don't know. I basically said I'm open to the idea of making it a little bit easier for people that are kind of stuck in the middle but I still think the principle is sound. If 
you're going up the echelon of content, you're getting that stuff. If you're like, oh, this isn't fair, I play solo, the game has made it very clear, if you want to go into the upper echelons of content, it's not match-made. Like, your expectations should be in line with half a decade of a content standard that they put into place. Um, Imperiex. Thoughts on sunsetting and collections? Might be just a collector in me, but it seems like this is finally a time to update collections. We've already addressed that today. Uh, Domestos. Is it a good decision to connect two seasons so closely with each other, making them less distinct from each other and forcing season 11 to be dependent on season 12 or vice versa? We don't even know if that's happening. Obviously, I theorized that back when we were saying that this this season felt like it got way less bandwidth and the tower events are really bad and the tower events got worse and the Felwinter's Cly was bad, Felwinter's Lyquest was bad. Um we started theorizing maybe they took bandwidth from this season and allocated more for summer September and then I started theorizing summer and September might come packaged together since they said you know that the summer would be like no other time in Destiny I don't want to read too deep into this and be like oh this is a risk they shouldn't do this blah 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 I brought this up last night on the Rageous Roundtable though they do need to be careful they need to be really really careful and if if they swing too hard at the summer and people are like oh wow look at what they did for the summer and only for ten dollars they, they might not be able to do that every single season so they gotta be careful with how much they give us in the summer and not set a bad like oh they can give us this much content you know every every season for 10 bucks what are your thoughts on having a permanent PvP playlist where sunsetting is active rather than just trials I suggested in because Drewski suggested this first and I said well what you could do is, is you could say alright we're gonna rotate it so when Trials is active, Trials is the power-enabled competitive mode. And then when Trials goes away, you pick, you know, Elimination's power-enabled. And then the next week, it's it's uh, Survival. So it's always, it's always one of the competitive modes gets the power-enabled. It just kind of rotates. I think that's a decent suggestion because um, people are like, well, make it Elimination all the time. Yeah, maybe. The idea here being that, like, if you want to practice with the new meta, because the old meta got sunset, there's always a power-enabled environment for you to go and do that. Pier 36. Endgame is currently a small part of the community's player base. Could sunsetting be a way for Bungie to expand the endgame player base? Uh, and should the devs begin to push casuals toward the end game? This is the type of question I kind of ask people not to submit because I have zero clue. They have not said that's a goal. So hypothesizing if that's a goal, I don't, I simply don't know. They've said what their goal is. I don't think, I don't think, I'll give you my opinion. I don't think their goal is to drag casuals into the end game. I don't. I think their, their goal, as Luke Smith stated it, was to refuel aspiration. And that's what they're setting out to do. Uh, Alpha Angelo with sunsetting affect the yearly business model for example making the Forsaken era raids free to play since most with the exception of Last Wish and the loot will be endgame will not be endgame viable you know I don't know I have no idea how they're going to handle the free to play stuff this is again stuff that we you, you're asking me something that only Bungie can answer uh, testify while sunsetting may cap power creep will get more recruits level power we- powerful weapons but should Bungie try to raise the ceiling on gun effectiveness slightly in the new system? How would PvE combat need to evolve to allow that? I don't know why you're asking if they should do this or not. I don't know why they would need to raise the effectiveness slightly on weapons. Weapons are already really, really strong. They do the job. They're going to make these weapons either unique or stand out or, like, as I said, better at what you know the rest of your weapons do. Uh, the Blue Jack. 
Uh, when Bungie sunset in D1, they kept quiet before release and the reception wasn't as bad. But back then, the game had only been out for a year. Do you think if they waited until release or kept sunset date hidden, it could have been better received? This is another hypothetical. I don't know. This is a woulda, shoulda, coulda. How would people have responded? I truly don't know. I honestly am going to side with telling us stuff early because now we're all providing feedback and they may be able to make tweaks between now and September to soften or fix or address some of the concerns people have voiced. If they would have told us how trials works four months before trials came out, we could have indicated things about low card farming and tokens and blah, blah, blah. And they may have been able to make adjustments before trials launched. Um... Mumster Truck, do you think Bungie can compromise with the community and invent a method that would allow for the grind for Sunset Gear to be viable in Endgame for one extra season? This is this is again one of those, I really want to keep this, please let me keep it. it. They can't do that. I love your movies, says. What key component or outcome needs to occur for you to feel Sunsetting was successful? I need to be able to go into a raid and get loot that feels worthy of the raid. I need to be able to go into the new raid in September and be like, here it is. This is it. This is raid gear that we've been waiting for. That's where I'm setting my sights. I'm setting my sights on the new raid. Nolan. Let's say I have spare rations that's like that, that I like. It gets sunset. They bring it back in another season. Should I keep my current role for when they bring it back? I'll be able to grind for the new role. Somebody already basically asked this question. Dylan basically said, if it comes back, it's going to be different. So don't do this. If you want to, just to be safe, go for it. But they've essentially said, there's no reason to number one, like, oh man, they might bring it back. They might bring it back. The focus on on gear coming back is just, that's just not the focus. So birthday bear. Um, Bungie has indicated that sunsetting will only impact aspirational content. How will this play out with Strikes Crucible and Game in a Public Space? Will we be able to keep using current loadouts? Yes, this seems like an obvious one. That's not aspirational content. Uh, how many weapons will Bungie need to introduce to keep them from narrowing the loot pool too much? That's just too generic. I can't give you a number. Um, do you think that the champion system is limiting the possible guns in PvE? No, I don't think so. Uh, do you have any fears or concerns of sunsetting potentially not being as successful you are hoping? See, we get to question 50 and people submit questions I ask you not to. I really need you guys to stop submitting questions like this. Um, I just, do I have fears that it's not going to happen? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, again, my only concern, as I said earlier, is the archetypal vacancies. People that are like, do you think it's going to flop? Are you worried it's not going to work? Are you worried? What if this DLC flops? I just, I can't answer those questions. Those aren't good questions. Um, Insanity. As a new player, uh, where there, uh, there are a lot of guns that I could go for to the point that I felt overwhelmed. Do you think with the sunsetting of weapons, uh, the path to gear endgame would be less confusing? Um, as a new player, there are lots of guns that I could go for to the point that I felt overwhelmed. Do you think with sunsetting of weapons, the path to gear for endgame will be less confusing? I don't, again, this is, this is a speculative, how do I think people are going to respond question? I, I, I don't know. Um, do you think sunsetting will make it harder for Bungie to make new guns because they have the burden of having to fill in those spots of sunsetting? Again, another question written almost exactly how I can't answer. Do you think this will happen in the future? I simply can't answer these questions. Please stop submitting them. I'm begging you guys to stop doing it. Of the f- five light level enabled playlists getting affected by sunsetting, Gambit seems to be unfairly hit. Would it be a good idea to make non-light level enabled playlists so there's at least one lane for players to get the old weapons in the game mode? 
I don't know what they have in store for it, Critter. I don't. The fact that they're retiring the Gambit weapons seems interesting to me, since you can go into Reckoning and it's not... There's no... What is the... I think the power level on Reckoning is the same as Strikes. It's 750, isn't it? Yeah. Reckoning is 750. So Reckoning is not endgame. So retiring weapons from Reckoning seems strange to me, unless, right? Unless they are going to fill those gaps. Mysterian. Do you think sunsetting is going to have a significant impact on World's First races? I feel it adds another layer of grind prior to World's First race that will help or hurt teams based on drops. No, I don't think so, because you're going to know ahead of time. You're going to know ahead of time. You're going to come into the season with gear that you know isn't sunset that you can invest in and use. Like, this again just feels like a misrepresentation of the system. It's like, oh, well, when I start the new season, I have to I have to grind for all new gear. No, you don't. No, you don't. There's only you're gonna know what's getting sunset. You're gonna know what your your one year old gear is, and you're gonna basically be like, I'm not gonna take this into the end game, into the raid. You're gonna have other guns. Like like this is you're this is one of those times where I think people are envisioning, welcome to September, you gotta get all new loot, none of your loot's usable. That's kind of how the Taken King felt. That's why people were going into King's Fall with just absolute garbage loot, because they were literally using what they had. Perfectly diverse. Do you think sunsetting will encourage Bungie to innovate on weapon design more often? This is again a do you think Bungie's going to do something question. If they sunset weapons from older raids, do you believe that they will at least leave the Leviathan raid alone due to it being OG D2? I still think they're saving the raids for an Age of Triumph. I, you know, whenever they get to it. Um, do you think is the new thoughts? Yes, it is. Uh, with a more diverse raid and trials loot pool, drive newer players to gear up for endgame content? I, I don't know. Um, I can't speculate on what players and what Bungie's going to do when stuff hasn't happened yet. For exotics so far, we have only had they that they won't be sunset, but a lot of them need a rework. Will sunset address the exotic concerns that parallel concerns with non-relevant weapons? Sunsetting doesn't really touch down on exotics. That's why I said earlier, I feel like exotics are in their own category of problem. Um, they're in their, they have got their own issues. They've got their own usability viability challenges. Um, hey, Lono, I took a break from Destiny since Shadowkeep. My question is, is there a light level catch-up mechanic like in the Season of the Drifter? Love your content. They haven't said. I don't know what they're doing uh, for the next season or for September. When you say you want elemental primaries, you mean like the D1 system or be able to dual wield elemental primaries? I just mean every primary in the game should have an element. Every primary should have the an element. And you could still run double primary if you want, if you're a weirdo. Uh, just kidding. If you want to run some of the weird loadouts that people like running, I would, I would say that's totally fine. You can do that. Elemental primaries to me would mean all primaries have an element. And then... You, you can just you can then use and grind for a gun to have a random role as well as I want to get three versions of the gun so I have all three elements uh, the guys on the Rageous Roundtable made some very good points and basically shot the idea down so I you know I could go either way I, I, what Clintus brought up I thought was a really really good point there's perks like um, disruption break that increases kinetic damage well, I don't want to. I, I don't want to move away from that. I kind of like that. Maybe more perks like that to make pairing certain, um, to make certain things, you know, fit pair with kinetics better. Certain elemental weapons do something that pairs with a, you know, a kinetic. 
Um, high stat armor is hard to come by, and will a player have time to full set of armor fork at sunset? We already addressed this. That does seem like they're leaning into giving you more intentional grinds for uh, high stat armor. Uh, Kilker. Thinking long term, will the system be confusing having different weapons and armor all at different infusion levels? Should Bungie raise the sunset floor periodically? That's a question that remains to be seen if they're going to want to do that, like when they did the 750 for everybody. Uh, DD Mild. When a weapon like Ostringer is reissued, should Bungie allow previous versions to be infused as a way to reinvigorate that weapon? Again, people are really zeroing in on this. I just don't think this is the thing you should focus on. I really don't think they're going to do that. It'll be a new version of the weapon. It'll be a reissue with new perks. And don't sit on your Ostringer for 12 months, like praying it comes back. And then, oh, I can infuse it again. That is not going to be the focus. They've already shot that down. Like, don't do that. Um, Zareezan. What do you think about the role of power in providing loot hierarchy? Should we have a higher gap between powerful and pinnacle gear? I don't think that's needed, no. Uh, Your boy. Do you think sunsetting is a hint that we are getting a lot of weapons this fall? That's just a generic yes or no. Yes, I've said that many times. Uh, When sunsetting comes, will there be extra drops as it's light enabled? No, I have no idea. Will weapon sunsetting remove the need for locked loadouts in some endgame activities? These things are not connected. I don't see why... Uh, they would do that. Locked loadouts is something they like to do so that you plan, go in, and try it out. Like I don't like locked loadouts, but that I don't think it's connected to sunsetting. Using new armor after sunsetting, I'm fine with, but why do you think they need to use silver uh, or an endgame currency for transmog? Uh, much like, why do I need to buy shaders that cost me 5k? Well, transmog is you unlocking and getting a universal ornament. That's what transmog is. And right now, universal ornaments are vanity items. They're going to give you in-game effort or silver. I think it's totally fine. I, they didn't say in-game currency. They said in-game effort or silver. So I don't think they're going to be like, dump all your glimmer and shards and, you know, enhancement prisms to unlock. This is a universal ornament. I don't think that's how they're going to approach it. Uh, Django. What if raid encounters guaranteed one of the new engrams that dropped world loot alongside the raid loot? They've said that those redacted engrams are going to basically drop everywhere. Uh... Rebels Angel, what are your thoughts about Bungie being more transparent when it comes to notifying us about upcoming large content so we can plan? Right now, we are in a weird holding pattern. I don't know how much of it is related to COVID. I don't know how much of it's related to the fact that like September and summer are going to really, really shake things up and they're linked together. I really don't know. I I do think there's room for mystery. I'm okay with not always being like, here's literally everything. Like the Game Informer article before Rise of Iron that showed us raid loot, I kind of didn't like that. We saw entire raid armor sets. I did not like that. I'm okay with some mystery. Animus Control. Exotics are by and large the most powerful weapons in the game. Their part in power creep is much greater than those of legendaries. Do you believe exotics should be sunset? I have argued for why exotics get are, are more respected by sunsetting than nerfs. Um, nerfing a gun is, is lame. You know, sunsetting it so I can always go back and use it I think is better. There's been a handful of times 
I would have taken Sleeper into Reckoning or Strikes, but I don't because they nerfed it. I would much rather be able to go into those lower echelon grinds periodically for whatever reason they're giving if they're reinvigorating those old activities and have my pre-nerf Sleeper and have it be Sunset. I'd be more okay with that. People are basically like, no, don't Sunset my exotics, but you're completely fine with them nerfing a bunch of them, which is, in effect, more horrendous, like, it's more extreme than than Sunsetting. (laughs) Uh, Flavids. Thank you, Novasar, for four months. I missed that one. Um, high stat gear is not easy to get with RNG. Should they make gear sunset at a time after you get the gear so you're able to replace your gear naturally? We've already addressed trying to replace your high stat armor. They're leaning into giving you more lanes to do that. Uh, are there any weapons in the loot pool now that you personally wish that they would sunset that isn't scheduled to be? No, I don't have a list of stuff like that. Uh, Naraman. With sunsetting limiting some of the loot that is viable, would going back to the D2 year one multi-element weapon system be good? My whole video yesterday argued for that to make it easier on Bungie to get a bunch of capital out of weapons. Here's three or four hand cannons, and if you can switch them to any element that you want, that fills a lot of vacancies and gaps. I think that's a better system. I think that would actually help Bungie not have to worry about archetypal vacancies, but uh, again, if you want to watch if you want to watch the Rageous Roundtable uh, from last night, you can see uh, clearly that there was a uh, there was a good disagreement and good exchange of opinions on that. Gung Ho Afro. Uh, does Sunsetting provide an argument for removing the cap on shards and prisms, as will likely have more urgency to masterwork armor more often due to its limited lifespan? Should the ability to vault both items be introduced? We talked about this earlier. I've never been a fan of capping currencies. I don't like it. I, all of a sudden, I was grinding the Nightfall, and I wasn't getting enhancement prisms. I'm just not a fan of that. I understand why they do it. If you sandbag currencies too long, then that grinds, like, basically stops existing. You get into the new content, and you have so much stuff you just you can just level it up i think you are on to something though i think i would push back a little bit on what you're saying and say after an entire year you probably have more than enough currency to invest in the gear as you get it i would tell bungie maybe don't limit it so much so that after a year as i start getting new loot i've got the currency ready to rock and roll so i'm not like hamstrung as soon as the new season starts and i start getting good drops uh kilker i wasn't active for armor 2.0 uh, was there this much concern over the changes that were being explained by Bungie? No, 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 no. Armor 2.0 was not, was, had no concerns. Nobody was worried about Armor 2.0. People were not worried about Armor 2.0. It was an expansion of existing systems to make them better. Nobody cared. Everybody celebrated. They did that stream. People were like, that looks awesome. Can't wait to experiment with that. Looks dope. Sunsetting is different because sunsetting affects gear you already have. Armor 2.0 affected new gear that you were chasing. So this is one of the reasons I've said this is housekeeping. They got this out of the way first. When they start marketing and they start showing you all the dope new stuff and they start trotting out, you know, how much we're getting, I think people are going to be like, okay, I'm in. This looks awesome. I really, really do think that they have a grand slam plan for September and people are going to be like, okay, all right. Sunsetting was a bit of a bummer. I was pretty worried, but they're they're hitting a home run here. So uh, we're going to transition now to me doing the actual 10 minute talk. I'm going to walk through what sunsetting won't do. Uh, so if you're here right now, don't go anywhere. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. And if you're here live, you can always click the follow button. That's a free way to support me. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.